So it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. I was 13 when I discovered it. Oh, no. It was a magical time. Oh, I was going to say, you're 23? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, I... I'm just a little dense, okay? My my YouTube, my, so, okay. I discovered YouTube mm-hmm. a few years prior. I watched a lot of Happy Wheels. Yeah. That led me into finding a series. Oh, boy. That I fell in love with immediately. And that is? Skyrim. Nice. So it's been 10 years, folks, and there's a celebration. It came out oh, November boy. 11th, 2011. Or yeah. one 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 one. If you really want to do it that way, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's the requirement. Do it that way. One 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 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So it's been ten years. They're really re-releasing the game again. <laughs> this isn't the first re-release, is it? So uh, yeah, they had the original Skyrim, and then they had the Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. and then they released it on. All manner of other platforms, including the Switch. I see, I see. And then now they're doing the Anniversary Edition. Alrighty then. Hey, it's more Skyrim for everyone. Mm-hmm. They will not rest until every human being has played this game. Have I played this game? You have played this game. Was this the game where I murdered people to give their food to orphanages? Yes. Okay, I see, I see. Did you t- have you talked about that on the podcast? Maybe you did a little bit. Maybe. But yeah. you. Yeah. Namir made me play it. He's like, make a character. And I'm like, literally all I'm interested in is stealing things from people to make soup. But I don't want to use the soup. I just want to make it. So I found an orphanage and left all the soup there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're very noble. Uh-huh. You're like... Some kind of Robin Hood character. Steal from the rich, soup for the poor. (laughs) 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 And this is one, you made a very heavily modded version of it. Oh, so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I could. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was at at the limit where any more and it would have been really slow. Ah. It's fine. Who needs speed when you've got updated Skyrim? Updated Skyrim, even better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so okay, there's okay. a celebration, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to start listing off what's happening. Okay. So. Yes. Here we go. There's a concert. Oh? Now, listeners, I'm going to post this earlier before the episode comes out. But this is, so you'll probably know about it beforehand, but. The London Symphony Orchestra and London Voices is taking you on a journey across all the music in Skyrim with an online event on November 11th at 2 p.m. That sounds cool. And by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So. Are you going to post stuff about it on the social media so people know? Okay. I want to at least say I contributed Mm -hmm. to this. Um. Which is pretty great. You can watch it on Twitch or YouTube. So Ooh. I'll probably be there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no probably. We know you'll be there. Yeah. It's like the Unisana's death stream. How can you miss it? Yeah, it was kind of like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then over the pandemic, actually, there was like a YouTube watch party. Mm-hmm. Everyone can watch this one movie for free. Oh. And we were watching uh, John Wick, the first one. Okay. And like it was such a 
like amazing experience to after after being months like mm-hmm. alone and being able to watch movies with other people to have this yeah. like combined experience with other people. So it's fantastic. We had um there was it was like on YouTube, it was um like four days straight of just concerts that had been recorded pre-pandemic and had never been like released. So they released them for free on YouTube and Panic at the Disco was one of the concerts. So my sisters and I, of course, watched it. And it was awesome. It was so awesome because you can hear all the fans screaming and it's like a live performance. And then in the chat, everyone's like blowing it up. It was fantastic. Oh, hello. Hello. We're we're recording a podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, um, we, have a, we have a special guest joining us today. Okay. Uh, we need a nickname for you. I don't know if I have a nickname. I'll call you Algernon if you don't pick up one. Algae. <laughs> All right. We were actually, uh, let me get closer to the mic here. It's been a little bit since I was on podcast. Headphones sound A-okay? Yeah, sounds good. Uh they don't. Yeah, they don't go up. Uh, you can move. That's terrible. You can move this part. <laughs> I don't like these stands. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really suited for taller people. No, it is not. You could lower your chair. I could do that. That is the solution we found that works the best. Uh, by so. your thigh, this button right here. Sweet. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. rider. <laughs> oh, so they, oh, they don't, they don't stick down. either. You just, there's always at that level, I think, are they? That is wild. Yeah, so you got to like maybe raise your chair so yeah. you're at the right yeah. level. We'll I'm out. just going to do this. Good. Okay. I'm just going to call okay. it here. Well, yeah, okay. Algernon works. Uh, I mean, you can you can call me whatever. But we were actually talking about that play in class. Apparently, they oh. read it in uh, British literature. Oh, interesting. He's talking about the importance of being earnest. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we were both in. Yes, at the time. I was not in. I played Jack slash Ernest. So I played Algernon slash Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> I played an audience member. So you call me Mimir. Mimir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. That's so good. Thank you. And then you can call her Leith. Leith. After Leith? the Leith. L e t h e. Like uh, the Greek yes. goddess of uh, forgetting, because our podcast is about forgetting names. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're in the middle of talking about our Sky- the uh, Skyrim celebration, the 10-year celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. played Skyrim? I have played Skyrim. I've played like 500 hours of Skyrim. Yeah. I've Funny, Skyrim. every single person I've met who has played Skyrim says that. <laughs> it's one of those games. It is, it is one of those games. Okay. Skyrim is one of those games where you either pick it up and play 500 hours, mm-hmm. or you play it for the first time, and then never again. I've played it for a solid, like, 20 minutes. I feel really bad. I'm giving a lot of, like, plosive sounds into the microphone. <laughs> plosive? Yeah, that's plosive. the, um, that is the the linguistic term mm-hmm. for any uh, sound created by uh, an ejection of air like from the mouth. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> ah, I Those see, I plosives. see. plosives. Hmm. Makes the more you know. Sense. More you know. So yeah. Uh, what was your first <laughs> character's name? In Skyrim. Yeah. That's a really good question. Right. Um. 
I don't know if it was my first character's name, but the one that I've used the most has been Ragnar. <laughs> so, but not the one from Rorik's Dead. No, not the one from Rorik's okay, Dead. Okay, got it. Not Ragnar the Red. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I've played a lot of Nords. It's too bad. And they've yeah. all been named Ragnar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've also played a lot of like Wood Elves who have not been named Ragnar. But yeah. well, what were they named? Great question. <laughs> 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 I've only ever beaten Skyrim twice mm-hmm. in those 500 hours. Oh my God. What do you do for the rest of the time? Oh, that's the game. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I spend a lot of time creating new characters. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I have probably had... Over those 500 hours, I've probably had about 30 characters. That's a lot of characters. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Same though, yeah. Some of them don't make it past, like, the first quest. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to try this really cool gimmick. I'm going to do, like, you know, a sword and shield thing and be all, like, classical warrior. And then I get bored. And yeah. I'm like, well, this is boring. I'll create an entirely new character. This sounds yeah, like not, me not, and Sims. Not like you can't just adjust your character. No, you're like, no, yeah. I, I'm already invested in this character as yeah. being this. Mm-hmm. Like you pick like a mm-hmm. magic, a magic only character. You're like, dang yep. it. Well, I guess I'm stuck only doing magic forever. Yeah, I can never do anything else with this character. Yeah, or I can only eat soup, or as your character does. My character makes uh, soup. Mm-hmm. Doesn't eat it. Just leaves it in chests at orphanages. Wonderful to help the children. That is a very kind thing to do. She I mean, gets I- the ingredients for soup by killing people and stealing the ingredients. You know that I think that morally balances out. Okay, yeah, you're okay, helping orphans. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping orphans from an objectivist lens. Oh, I think it's objectivism. It's been a while since I've studied philosophy, but um, from what I believe oh, is no. an objectivist lens, that would be um, uh, sort of a neutral good, essentially. Okay. Um, the the idea that uh, whatever action, no utilitarian, mm-hmm. not objectivist. Utilitarian. Yes, utilitarian. From a utilitarian lens, essentially, the argument is that whatever action causes the most good, mm-hmm. uh, the most happiness in the world, is the best ap- option, right? Mm-hmm. So, if the action you take is killing people and looting their corpses to make soup to give to orphans, <laughs> you've made one person really unhappy by killing them, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a lot of orphans much happier. It balances out. It does balance. I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I want to make soup, but I'm not fighting, so I never eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun yeah. times. Oh, uh, to be fair, the, the food system in Skyrim could be a little better. That's true. That is true. Yeah. It, it's not, I never really felt like much of an initiative to eat food. It uh, works when you're running out of potions, I guess. Yeah. F- eating food in Skyrim is not something that you do uh, for pleasure. You do it when you pause the game and consume 43 cheese wheels, seven apples, and a bag of flour in order to uh, regenerate your health bar in the middle of a fight. Hopefully survive a dragon, uh, a fire breath attack, usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, you'd eat... Also, when you're running out of potions, you have a whole bunch of random flowers in your back, and then you just eat those, hoping for the best, also. And if you eat just certain kind of jelly, if you fall, you don't take damage, so... There's all sorts of fun things in Skyrim. Okay, the, is it just the health doesn't like heal you very much? It's like sorry, the food. Yeah, so food um, usually usually over time regeneration. Sometimes, yeah. but other times it is just really small numbers. So, for instance, a bag of flour heals you one hit point. 
Yeah. Um, an apple heals you like two. A loaf of bread heals you five. Out of Cheese how many you like hit 15. points? Out of how many hit points overall? Well, it starts at a hundred, and then yeah. uh, I see. It as you level, as you level up, you you decide how many hit points you have. I see. Yeah, <laughs> you could never click health and just never always have a hundred. Yeah, or and that'd make food really beneficial to you, but you'd also would. be so so easily killed. Very <laughs> easily, yeah. Because the way Skyrim does scaling is Skyrim doesn't scale with percentages; it scales with essentially just like raw increases in numbers. Yeah. Mm. So your stats increase through like an investment of like ten points. Yeah. Um, so you level up. You can you can put those ten points into either health, stamina, or magicka, right? Okay. And you only get that once per level, and all ten points go to the same place. It's not like you know D and D where at a certain level you just get to put like two points wherever you feel like. Yeah. Um, you just put them all into one place. Skyrim enemy damage scales with level. So mm-hmm. the higher level you get, if you don't put points into health, by the time you get to like level 20, if you still have 100 hit points, you're getting one shot by things. So you just can't get Because the fact is you can one shot things. Don't get at, hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't get hit. Which is yeah. admirable. <laughs> it's really difficult Shields. to do though. Armor. Sorry, so, okay, so there's a quest that I added in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was called... Um, what it's called. I think it's called like the through through a glass darkly. Okay. Okay. You fight yourself. Oh. Yeah. Oh if no. you're if yourself has this one shot, it's called Mark for Death. Yep. That's a permanent effect. Yeah. Forever. Yes. If the other if the other you has that and uses that on you, it's a permanent effect forever. Yeah. What does it do? It lowers your armor rating. Mm-hmm. Nice. So my uh, my sibling was playing and did this mission and she got hit by it and didn't know that's what I did. Ooh. Hours <laughs> later, or she's complaining to me. I'm like, what? She's like, I one hit, I die. I was like, what? So I checked her stats. Negative 7,000 armor. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Like, yeah. we, if we would have to do so many exploits to get you up to a just zero armor, <laughs> um, I believe there's that are like you restoration. On, are you on console? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on PC, you can use the uh, command console to remove status effects. Yeah. I don't remember the command because I haven't played Skyrim in a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I have definitely used that before. <laughs> But yeah, Mark for that has a permanent effect because the game doesn't like the game just expects like you oh, kill yeah. Where, yeah whatever you use to kill you're you going kill. to kill this random NPC, which is when you turn to a werewolf and put on uh, five amulets of Talos and then use that repeatedly on something, it's it automatically you win any fight. Yeah, I don't know. So what an, any of an that amulet does. of Talos lowers your shout uh, like wait time by twenty percent. Uh-huh. You get five of those. You can shout anytime you want to. Right, and so you just. Keep bombarding your enemies with that shout until they're absolutely like pencils. <laughs> Importantly, you would need to have a mod that allows you to equip more than one talisman or, no, or you, amulet at you one time. Need to. I'm if you okay, if you are a werewolf and you t- you put all of your amulets on your follower, you then turn to a werewolf at the exact moment, click on them, go to their items. You can equip all five, and then when you come back to being a human again. You have you're wearing them all. 
you just can't take them off, and then into, or else you can only do but one arm. How did I not know that like exploit? Yeah, well, Skyrim is a perfect game with and no now, glitches. And now you have to play again. <laughs> so Skyrim has been out for ten years now. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, the anniversary, eleventh. It is. Yeah, it's coming up really soon. I I started playing Skyrim in twenty thirteen, so two years after it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they released special edition in two thousand fifteen. I, I think, think. around there. Sometime around there. So, uh, 10 year anniversary of special editions coming up soon. Uh, it'll probably, the ten, 10th anniversary of special edition will probably be out before Elder Scrolls 6 is out. Mm-hmm. Well, see, they're re- re- releasing the anniversary edition soon. Oh, what's that? Yeah, so uh, actually, this is great. I can just, I can just talk about it. <laughs> um, so, anniversary edition, here we go. Uh, basically, it, anniversary edition includes a bunch of things from Morrowind. The game? Yeah. Ooh. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, right? I know, right? I love Morrowind. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also every creation club thing just automatically in the game. So a lot of, uh, for reference, like people, fans are iffy about the creation club thing. Because it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Would you care to explain it? Yeah, I can explain what creation club is. So... I'm, I was very active in the modding community even before, well, I say very active. I didn't create mods or anything, but I used <laughs> a lot of mods. And I was very aware of the discourse in the modding community. Mm-hmm. And I was active in this before uh, the Creation Club got announced. Essentially, this, and this came out with the release of Special Edition. The Creation Club is essentially a system of some paid mods, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. Bethesda approves certain mods and stuff, right? And now they do actually have like a mods tab in special edition for mm-hmm. more like officially Bethesda approved mods. But Creation Club, um, it's stuff you you like pay for. Um, Fallout has it too, and they're really underwhelming. They are not for the price. Amazing. Yeah, like you can get like a one quest sized thing, and it's like five ten bucks. Oh. Like for one quest. Yeah. And the entire game is what, like 20? Well, nowadays, yeah. At the time, it was really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the like, time, they were still charging 60 bucks for it. Okay, but still, so you can get, I don't know, 50 quests for 60 bucks or mm. one quest for 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you will have already had to have paid those 60 bucks. Yeah. To buy this one extra quest that's also probably not as good as the ones that are already in the game. And here's nice. the kicker, though. Like, especially on Xbox. You can go to the Creation Club and see all those things. You can find the exact same thing in just the mods tab. Yeah. Nice. For free. Yeah. But it's like not the official version of it. The reason that they like present those is because I think that they're like, oh, they can't conflict with your game in any way. Yeah. And so it's like the safest way you could do it, I guess. There's like a certain level. But like also it's not like that big of a deal. So here's the thing. I have been using... Well, when I first started out modding Skyrim, I was using the Steam Workshop, Ooh. which is fun, and most of the mods on there are absolutely terrible. Oh. Um, like there, are, there are some good ones, but for the most part, they're pretty bad. Uh, then I moved on to the Nexus, and the Nexus, they just let anybody upload anything yeah. on there. Like, it is There's absolutely a lot of wild. Bikini armor on yeah. there. It is... It is wild. Yep. Um, 
But you can also find like the best mods available there too. So they have There's um, some really great ones. Yeah, the unofficial Skyrim Legendary Edition patch, um, You Sleep, uh, which is one of the best like bug removing patches I've ever encountered. Like it is uh, efficient. It makes Skyrim play like it wasn't developed by Bethesda. <laughs> What? Okay, so okay, I need some explanation here because I right. don't know anything about Skyrim. So Bethesda games, here's the thing. I love Bethesda games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love the company Bethesda because I do not simp for companies. Um, I do not worship corporations, but I love Bethesda games. Yeah. Ever mm-hmm. since Elder Scrolls Arena, they have been producing really high, co- uh, high quality, really narratively driven games. Mm-hmm. With amazing RPG mechanics, right? The issue is they don't necessarily know how to fix bugs. No. At all. Not at all. Even a little bit, yeah. So it's sort of an expected quality for a Bethesda game now mm-hmm. to be buggier than Broken. Now. Yeah, a- absolutely broken. Sometimes, like, non-functional. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. But the plot is good. Plot's great. Oh, yeah. Plot's great. Time of lore. They put a lot of work into that. Yeah, they, they have like are, five voice actors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are like the kings of world building. Yeah. Okay. But almost everyone is voiced by the same person, <laughs> and you're probably gonna crash the game before you get out of like the starting area. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so my catchphrase, which comes from a friend who's obsessed with Skyrim, is Skyrim is a perfect game with no glitches, mocking yes. Skyrim bugs. Yes. Yeah. It's bad. Skyrim is actually one of their less buggy games. Which is surprising. Oh, gosh. If, um, and I'm, I'm sure neither of you have, you might have, um, but Morrowind. Morrowind by dummies for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've seen was it. Elder Scrolls 3. If you've ever played Morrowind, it is something else. It is absolutely wild. It has a wild tone, wild atmosphere. And will probably crash um, at least twice before you like get out of the starting town. It's that bad. So here's the thing: Morrowind is old, really old. It's more than twenty years old at this point. Uh, well, so it's actually, Elder no, Scrolls it's Three and Skyrim's Elder Scrolls Five, yeah. and this company does not make games quickly. Well, they make games quickly, not Elder Scrolls games quickly. Okay, they care about that franchise. But yeah, also, well, we'll never release Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, ah, uh, they okay. they teased Elder Scrolls Six back in like 2019, <laughs> and expected. I think the expected release date for Elder Scrolls Six is 2026. Oh my god! Well, if it makes you feel better, they teased um, Wicked movie we talked about like last week. They teased it in 2004, and it might come out in like a year or two. That is, yeah. Same right. same concept, mm-hmm. just with video games. They, yeah. they are releasing Starfield next week, ne- next year. Yeah, next, <laughs> next year. week. Next year, releasing Starfield. So. I am really excited for Starfield. Me too. Uh, it's been a while since Bethesda did like anything a space new? game. <laughs> well, yeah, one anything new, two a space game. <laughs> the closest you could come to like a Bethesda space game right now would be Doom. Oh yeah, they did Doom. Well, they published Doom. Uh, <laughs> They own id Software, the developers of the game Doom, mm-hmm. um, the creators of the game Doom. And so id Software, you know, did Doom 2016 and then Doom Eternal in 2000, 
18 or 19? Yeah, it's one of those two. One of those two. I don't remember exactly. I, I, I have the game, so... Yeah. I, I own the game, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I own both of them. I've played both of them. They're great. I yes, don't they remember when it came out. Um, and I mean, you have more video game knowledge than I do, so... Well, I used to I used to run a video game podcast. Oh, cool, cool, cool! Back in uh, freshman year, I had a video game and tech news podcast. Oh, uh, wait a minute! That's what we're doing this week: video games and tech news. Yeah, how wonderful that I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> how absolutely wonderful that I am here! <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so the yeah. whatever it's called, Moro Morrowind, Morrowind, Morrowind. Elder Scrolls it's, it's Three, buggy. Yeah. yeah, is buggy, buggier than hell. It is insanely buggy. Also, one of the best stories, like in video games. I really like the story of Morrowind. It's okay. weird. It's really weird. Uh huh. But it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can feel that. And then, uh, yeah. Is it possible? To simplify and explain the plot, or no, I just need to like read a ten-page Wikipedia article later. I can certainly try. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> so, in order to tell the story of Morrowind, I have to start before Morrowind, and I'll try and keep this quick. Okay. Uh, essentially, uh, all of the Elder Scrolls games take place on the continent of Tamriel on the world of Vir. Anyways, uh, at one point in time during the doesn't matter when it happened. Anyway, there was a war between um, the Dunmer and the Dwemer, right? So essentially the Dark Elves and the Dwarves. Okay. And the Dark Elves uh, were losing mm-hmm. pretty badly. And so they come to this island called Vardenfell, which was in their territory. And the Dwemer uh, were essentially creating this thing called the Numidium, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is it's referred to as a brass god. Essentially, okay. what they were trying to do is use the heart of one of the dead gods. We mm-hmm. don't have time to get into that whole thing. Heart of Lorcan. No. Okay. Heart of Lorcan. Yeah. Um, to cr- animate this giant, like, bronze automaton. Uh-huh. They, they build lab machines. Called the Numidium into a god. And so they use these things called the tools of Kagranak. Don't have time to get into that either. Keening and... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All the other ones. They use magic tools. Yeah, they use magic tools on this heart, and all of them disappeared. And then three Dunmer that were there got turned into um, these sort of three gods, right? Oh, was this when they're they're messing with like the uh, Titanic, like the rest of the rights of the Sonic, like magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) there is a lot here. There is a lot here. Okay. Essentially, then the Dunmer start worshiping these three gods instead of the gods they used to worship. Yeah. And are cursed by the gods they used to worship, and that's why they're like gray. Nice jealousy at its finest. Yeah, so they go from being like golden skinned and like fair haired and all which this is, stuff to just being straight up gray, which is they're part of the lineage. Yeah, yeah. It, we can go back. Yeah. Anyways, that's the base <laughs> level. The Adra and all. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's great. There was also a fourth Dunmer there. Um, so the three that were there. Um, Vivek, uh, Sothasil, and Amalexia, they become gods, sort of like living gods, that mm-hmm. then rule over the Dunmer. There was also a fourth one there, um, Dagon. Dagoth, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah no, not Dagon. Yeah, not Dagon. Different one. Uh, Dagoth becomes Dagoth-Ur, also sort of a god, but then the other three kill him. Nice. And they destroy the Numidium. 
the, the Dunmer win, all of the Dwemer just disappear. They're all gone, except for one of them, because he was in Oblivion. We don't have time to talk about what Oblivion <laughs> is. It's basically hell. Yeah. I see, I see. So but you can come back from it. It's also the title of the uh, fourth game. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So this is all before, thousands of years before <laughs> the game starts. Of course. Right. World building at its lore. finest. Yeah. Deep lore. Okay, it is, okay. I haven't even, like, there. I've scratched the surface of the world building in this game. I'll it read the insane. entire wiki you for all of the Elder Scrolls hours, games and I'll figure it out. Hours of Good people luck. talking about this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Absolute, absolute hours. Um, probably, like, days of content. Yeah. Uh, just, Fantastic. Just talking about the world building. Okay. So, what is the plot of game three? The plot of the game is essentially you are the Nerevarine. Right, you're the re, uh, reincarnation of Nerevar. We don't have time to get into who Nerevar is. Ner- no. Okay. <laughs> but Nerevar was also there. He was very important. Don't really have talk- time to like get into him. Right? He was very important. He died. Now you're him. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thousands of years later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. As it happens. So you come back, and essentially the plot of the game is Dagoth Ur is back. Uh huh. And he's trying to ruin everything. And you've got to stop him. And while you're doing that, you also have to stop the tribunal. Kind of? Because you, like, kind of stop the tribunal, but you also are, like, helping them. And also, like, I mean, at the end, they die. Um, They're losing their power. It's complicated. (laughs) Who are the tribunal? The 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 three three gods. The three living gods of the tribunal. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, at the end of the game, you beat Dagoth, or you... I don't remember if you destroy the heart of Lorcan. I don't re- exactly remember. I, yeah, I don't remember if you destroy it or if it's just still there. Um, and like the Dunmer go back to worshiping their old gods, and he's like, you know, essentially brought peace to the island. Uh-huh. Anyway, the volcano erupts. Yeah, uh, the, re- the Red Mountain. Yeah. yeah, the Red Mountain on the island of Ardenfell, which we talked about, which mm-hmm. is where the heart of Lorcan is. Yeah. Volcano erupts, uh, and that's why there are like that island is just uninhabitable anymore. But that's that's roughly the plot of Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys get comments on this podcast, <laughs> but if you do, there are going to be people who tell you I'm wrong, <laughs> and I might be, but I promise I do know this story. Yeah. There is a lot of nuance that I completely ignored, and generalizations that I made that are not at all accurate. We're trying to keep these uh, episodes under an hour and the entire plot is not Morrowind, so yeah. Mm-hmm. cut, yeah. cut so, algae some slack. It's a great, great game though. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. Uh, as someone who's played four and five, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah it, I don't know. Uh-huh. The lore only builds and it's great. Yeah. Oblivion's oh, the fourth game. It's so much easier to explain. So uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Although I mostly, I spent most of my time in that in that game, just in the uh, Shivering Isles. Oh, the Shivering Isles, are oh, so good. Ah, uh, yeah, the Shivering Isles, man. There are also a bunch of DLCs. <laughs> yeah. to all of this, you, you uh-huh. get to build a giant guardian. Yeah. Uh huh. It's great. Um, there's also, have you heard the 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 theory that the um, Sheagorath that you meet in Skyrim is the player character from Oblivion? I've heard that because technically you do become him. You do. You do. It also makes sense because he does look different. Yeah. There's I don't also. Know what that is. Okay. You met him. You, you failed that quest. Oh my gosh, he's the insane guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I failed that quest. Yeah, so he's a god. <laughs> uh huh. Um, called Sheagorath. He's a mm-hmm. Daedric prince. More. Yep. And uh, 
Yeah, Prince of Madness, all sorts of things. Uh, Daedric Prince, which is essentially a god. He also has another name, Jigalog. Kinda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jigalag is him, but is also not him. So, Shagorath is like the embodiment of chaos and madness. Uh-huh. His realm is split in two halves. One, yeah. One's mania, one's dementia. Yeah. The Shivering Isles. That's I what see. that is. Uh, and then Jigalag is his opposite, who is like the pure embodiment of order. Yeah. Um, and shows up every once in a while to kill him. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. It's amazing. I love Sounds that. I love like that. I love that plot point. Mythology. Yeah. It, it's absolutely he, wild. He becomes him, doesn't he, though? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, becomes the th- he becomes the thing that destroys what he loves. Yeah. It's a whole cycle. You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Or, is Jigalog the villain? Uh, from uh, no, no, I know what you mean. I, from the Daedric Prince's standpoint, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both Daedric Princes. Ah, I don't remember their names. From the crazy dude whose quest I failed standpoint, yes. Shagor. Yeah, Shagor. The best character. Uh, uh, there are a lot of Daedric Princes. Okay. A lot. Literally, all I did in Skyrim was make soup, give it to orphans, and fail that quest. Okay. It's a really good quest. It's a good quest. <laughs> I died. Yeah, yeah, she couldn't figure out how to like shoot the Waba jacket right things, and she, she's like, "I'm not." You died. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could. I'm you not died good. in that quest. I'm not good at video games. All uh, you do is shoot the Waba jack at uh-huh. whatever the problem is, and that solves it. Yes. Yep. And you just have to do it like once, maybe twice. But you have to hit the object. Yeah. And I aiming think it, is not my strong suit. I think suit. it was like a hagger even that like hit her with a fireball. This mic is just completely unconnected. Isn't it great? <laughs> it is not like attached to this stand at all. Yeah. Why would it be? Yeah, right. I'm just gonna, you know, give you some great ASMR like <laughs> mic <laughs> hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly what we needed, an ASMR episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here for, really, is to sort of bring the ideas you didn't know you needed. I mean, what else can we do to add to the All right, how's that? <laughs> All right, how is that? It's a little too much vocal fry. I actually want to be whispering a little more like this. Whispering a little bit more. All right, I, anyway. actually, I actually see, see. really hate ASMR. I hate it, too. <laughs> I hate it, too. All right, anyway, so back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Sky, there's a Skyrim museum. Uh-huh. It's an online museum uh-huh. full of all the fan art that they collected for this event, uh-huh. which I think is really cool. Yeah. But more to the point we were talking about earlier about how their, all their games are broken, mm-hmm. they expect the fans to fix it. What? What? No, no. Like when, like, when Skyrim, like, they didn't like, fix a whole lot of things. They're like, yeah, hey, yeah. you do it. You, you make a mod, you fix it. Okay. I thought you were saying like this was like a statement they made. Like, no. yeah, the fans will fix it. No, but that's the unofficial statement they made. Yeah, that is true. Fair. That is, that is 100% accurate. Also, like Fallout 4 and all that stuff. Fallout 4 was so broken. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Which I don't think we have enough time to get into Fallout because I love Fallout and we'll talk for hours about how Fallout New Vegas is the best Fallout game ever made. This is I so far a 36-minute segment. I, 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 and our episodes are generally 45 to 55 minutes overall. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to go great. You're gonna have fun editing because it's your weekend. Oh no! I'm, oh yeah, we we might have to make this into a special edition 
uh, anniversary ah. uh, episode like we did for the Halloween. Fair enough. Which means you'll want to get it out before the 11th then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I might just take your testimonial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you, like... If you ever want me to like come on this podcast and talk about one thing for an hour, I'll do it. <laughs> if you don't want me to do that, I'll do it anyways. <laughs> are none of these mics hung properly? Isn't it great? I just noticed that. Like none of these <laughs> mics are hung properly. Your mic is hung completely wrong. I don't know how to hang them. I just come in and it's already set up and I'm like, I can record with this. That's fair. I actually recently bought New Vegas. It's so good. I'm so excited to play it. My, I got three. I got three and New Vegas. Because up until this point, is, I've only been able to play four. One, that's a shame. Two, Fallout Three, is a classic, but it's kind of cliche. Oh, I've seen Fallout Three several times. Fallout Three, like, and trust me, I, I also will get know nothing about this game. Fallout Three, post-apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fallout is a post-apocalyptic series. Essentially, it follows an alternate timeline where instead of developing computers good after World War II, yeah. we focused on like atomic energy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So the entire world... And robots and stuff. Yeah, and robots. Okay. Um, so the entire world, like the computers are super big, and there was mm-hmm. like a cultural stagnation in the 50s. Um, so like the, the game takes place in like the 2270s. Yeah. Okay. 2260s, 2270s. And... It's all just like 50s. It's been the 50s forever. Yeah. Okay. Part of that Same is music because too. in the year yes. 2277, 2277, I think, um, nuclear apocalypse came. So there's like, you know, standard resource wars and stuff. And then, um, you know, the, the like debate in the game is like, oh, did the United States launch the first nuke? Did China launch the first nuke? It was probably Voltec. It was, yeah, probably vault Tech, <laughs> who is the big corporation that makes the vaults that are associated with Fallout. With nuclear war that they yep. were making before the mm-hmm. war. Nice. Um, and that, like, that all comes down yeah. to the w- fact with that... With the express purpose of, ma- of running human experiments. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are so many insane vaults. Um, one of them, Vault 111, the uh, vault... Or Vault 101, sorry. Yeah. The vault that Fallout 3 takes place in um, was designed to be sealed forever. <laughs> Essentially. Is Fallout 3 just you trying to escape this? No, vault? no, you no, leave no. real early in that game. You leave really early um, because. So they didn't do what they um, intended. Most of the things in Vault Tech also failed. Nice. Sorry, that was a really loud cough. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's yeah. all good. Um, so the vaults are as glitchy as. Uh, Bethesda games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. One, one of the vaults is uh, is like uh, maybe I have the num- numbers wrong, but I think it's like uh, like a thousand women and one guy. Uh, nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah. women and one guy. Yeah, and uh, there's an also the inverse of that. Yeah, the counterpart is nine hundred ninety nine men and one woman, and these are just like Vault Tech was like, I wonder what would happen if we did this. <laughs> there's another. I was just vault, gonna ask uh, what the point there's, of there's, it was. There's one that's completely designed to just like. Never have like a like a, like a really strong leader, just because yeah. it's like see how that would go. They, there, they pick the dumbest person to be a leader. That's yeah. Just, yeah. And there were um, there was one vault. This is actually one of the more. Can I swear on this podcast? We usually keep it PG. Okay, I won't swear. Um, I will. I will try not to swear. Oh no. Okay, so <laughs> this this vault is messed up. Uh huh. Didn't swear. Yeah. Um, 
It's one of the more messed up ones. Essentially, uh, Vault-Tec tells the people of this vault, um, every year you need to sacrifice one person, right? You need to essentially execute one person uh-huh. or the vault um, will, like, you know, uh, the vault will essentially, like, kill you all if you don't sacrifice. Feels kind of like an Aztec right? thing. Okay. It's, 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 like, messed up. So what yeah. um, what the citizens of this vault do, essentially, is they uh, decide, all right, every year we're going to hold an election for overseer, mm-hmm. right? Who's, like, the person in charge of the vault. And whoever wins that election dies, right? Okay. So they elect the overseer, year goes by, they kill the overseer, elect the new overseer, year goes by, right? Okay. So, so like, they, they kill their leader every year. Yeah, because okay. the first overseer was like, I'm the one in charge, I should be the one to die. And so they just keep doing Nice. Well, um, 200 years go by of this being what they do. And then they discover that they didn't have to do that. Essentially, <laughs> this entire thing is set up as vault doing, which there is no way that this would ever get approved by like any university board of ethics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but vault is a corporation, so they can do whatever they want right. to. Right. Especially a corporation from the 50s. Oh, yeah. Um, so essentially... Vault-Tec was like, I wonder what would happen if we told people that they have to kill someone every year or they'll all die. I wonder what would happen. It would just be nifty. Wouldn't that be nice to know? (laughs) Okay, Um, then. And it turns out they do kill people Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And they just didn't need to. Vault-Tec, after... The the craziest part about this is after they uh, decide not to kill somebody for that year... Vault-Tec, like, had programmed into, like, the system, like, they have, like, an AI or whatever, yeah. I don't remember how it works, um, mm-hmm. that, like, it, like, shoots out, like, party moves, like, congratulations, I don't remember exactly you, how it happens, but they're, like, congratulations, you know, you were good people for not killing someone, meanwhile, they have, like, 200 years of killing these these overseers. There's another vault um, where oh they like gosh. purposefully divided everyone into like red mm-hmm. corridors and blue corridors. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and like conflict really heavily overstocked it with weapons. Yeah, <laughs> and it just turned into gang violence. Like it just over you know however many years they were in there just devolves into gang violence. What? So I, the lore still, of this game sounds fantastic. As I well. still don't oh, yeah, know. No, oh, there's one. I think it's like uh, Vault Forty Three. They, like, locked him in there with a tiger. <laughs> there's one... But that's um, the entire vault? It's just a dude locked in there with a tiger? I think there's more, but I, I just... That's just that's why I picked that one for, like, my favorite one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, there's there's one vault, and I don't remember what vault it is. Um, but I think this is one of, like, the maybe non-canon ones that are, like, kind of canon, because, like, it was uh-huh. written by... This happens a lot in, like, Elder Scrolls too is that the writers will go and write things in that universe and it's like dubious about whether they're things that actually happen in the universe or not or just like you know fan fiction written by the official writers okay but i have more information about oh, no. the uh, vault 43 it was 20 men 10 women and one panther in the vault what yes. happens <laughs> panthers well, if the people survive long enough, they can reproduce. The panther can't. Yeah, but like, but, like do they befriend the panther? Well, who knows what happens in that first couple months? Ah, that's the most exciting, you know, part of the experiment is what happens with the panther. 
<laughs> after that, after that, it's just like, yeah, we have a small community here. Yeah. You know, what's going on with the small community? How's small community doing? Do you feed the, do you befriend the panther? How does it work? Who knows what happens? Do they send the panther out into the radiation to like fight for them? Right? Yeah, to right? earn honor for the vault. Uh-huh. Or if you're one of the other vaults with a clothing machine. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Gary. Yeah, Gary. Um, anyway. Okay. This vault uh, is kind of a fan fiction one. It doesn't actually appear in any game. Uh, in this vault is one man and a box of puppets. Oh, no. That's it. That's it. It's just a dude. A giant vault. A, ho- a whole-size vault. Like, full-size, proper vault. They built the whole thing. Just for yep. one thing. And it's one dude and yeah. some puppets. Predictably, he goes insane. <laughs> yeah. And there's like there's like an entire like comic mm-hmm. about this dude and his puppets just losing it. Do you know the vault number? I cannot for the life of me remember the vault number. Oh, okay. yes. But if you look up like Fallout Puppet Vault, Some it'll of, probably pop up. There was this one vault that was like designed around like creating like a really intelligent, like kind society. Vault 77. Okay. That sounds right. Vault, like, all about making a really kind society, like, really great. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, like, peaceful people. They were, like, intellectually advanced. Oh, yeah. And they got completely obliterated by a neighboring vault who was all warring yeah, and just yeah. came in. And when they tried to outreach, they got just completely obliterated because yeah. they didn't learn any fighting skills at all to survive. Yeah. And, and the important thing to clarify here is that there were vaults that were, like, you know. Real. Real vaults. Um Vault, I think, 17 or 19. Like, vault 19 is one of them. It was just like a regular vault. Um, that's actually what the city, Vault City, yeah. is founded upon, which you never actually see Vault City in any of the Bethesda games because Vault City is a creation from the original games, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. I believe it appears in both. Uh, maybe just one of them. I don't remember. Um, and then there were vaults like Fall uh, Vault 13, which... The idea was like once Vault Thirteen, you know, is there, like it's supposed to. Uh, it like it was designed perfectly. It was essentially designed like the only experiment in Vault Thirteen was after X number of years. I think it's like a hundred ninety, two hundred years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the water chip breaks. Yeah. Right. So the water purifying chip breaks, and they were just like, I wonder what happens. You know, what happens what once their water chip Is Voltex still around? I was just going to ask, because, like, what does like, Voltex what is, like, do? What's the point like, of them having all these experiments? I'm very glad you asked. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, great. This is something I know about. This smile always scares me. The yeah. smile. Oh, I'm wow. very glad you asked. Yeah, I, I have approximate knowledge of many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is, that's an Adventure Time bit, isn't it? I don't know. I've seen For the record, like one episode. Yeah. Just really fast. Go ahead and explain this thing, but I gotta go pretty soon. So. I will. I will explain this very quickly. Okay. Essentially, um, when the bombs dropped, all of the like Vault Tech execs, as well as a few other mega corporations, they mm-hmm. all um, essentially flew to an offshore oil platform that was far enough away to where um, it wasn't going to be a nuke. Good. So. Well, well. Uh, essentially, all of these. Well, for them, it's great. Essentially, all of these people then proceed to, um, like, have all of the best technology, all of the money in the world. Like, these are the richest people on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found 
what is essentially, you know, 200 years go by and it becomes known as the Enclave. Mm -hmm. And the Enclave is this group of, like, it's these people's descendants and they view themselves as like the continuation of America. Yeah, obviously they would. So, so what they do is they use their superior technology and resources and funding and offshore oil platform to uh, invade and terrorize the people of mainland America. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Who have formed their own sort of like, you know, societies, inclusive or not. Um, uh, Bro- Brotherhood of Steel now. Yeah, then, Brotherhood yeah. of Steel, uh, the NCR, New California yeah. Republic, uh, the city of Arroyo, which it's always becomes California. part of the NCR. Um, yeah, the original games all take place on the West Coast. Okay. Um, the Bethesda games, the Bethesda-made games take place mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Um, Fallout New Vegas was made by Obsidian, who are, most of the staff of Obsidian were part of the, like, staff. Or, like, the company was founded by the people who uh, originally created Fallout. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So it takes place on the West Coast as well. It takes place in Nevada. Um but essentially, the Enclave goes around like wiping out anyone that they consider to be like an impure human. So Which that's like a lot super mutants, uh, anyone with uh, any radiation sickness at all, um, ghouls. Which super mutants and ghouls are like radioactive people. Sounds nice. a lot like the uh, Brotherhood of Steel objectives. Similar, similar, but the Brotherhood of Steel kind of just want to be like left alone and have all of their technology, apart from the East Coast Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. They are completely different. But the West Coast of Brotherhood of Steel just kind of wants to like have technology and be left alone. <laughs> um, whereas the Enclave is like actively conquering things. Cool. Fun times, fun times. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Interesting. Right. Cool. We should we should have we should make a special segment just for you, called and that's all I have to say about that. Um, we can make it an entire episode. <laughs> I've been meaning to start a podcast. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. I just don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, but if you started one, I'd listen to it. Yeah, we would. Glad to hear so, that. I don't know. Do we yeah. have to like do a like? We out, could give like, you a shout out on here once you figure out a name and like true. post things. Yeah. You know, like yeah. sister cities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sister podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, one time when I had my old podcast with uh, my two co-hosts. We brought on uh, a friend of mine to talk about Fire Emblem ahead of a Fire Emblem game being released. Mm-hmm. And he talked for an hour and 15 minutes about Fire Emblem. Just one oh game? Oh my gosh. Just a, uh, about like the Fire Emblem games. Wow. Um, yeah. We got an entire history of Fire Emblem. <laughs> so we abridged it for the actual podcast release and then released an hour and 15 minute uh, special episode. <laughs> we, did, we did that for our, our Halloween special. Yeah. Oh, it, it was t- titled something along the lines of like, in which blank talks about uh, <laughs> Fire Emblem. Yeah. You should ch- check out our spooky, scary bonus episode. You get to hear, like, uh, Leith goes on, like, a long, like, the history of the Chucky movies. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, Fascinating. and what makes it even better is I've only seen one of them. Yeah, all the, others, all, <laughs> the, all the others research. That is one more than I have seen. Yeah. I saw the original, like, 1988 Child's Play, and that's it. 
And then I read the entire Wikipedia pages for all of the others. I love Wikipedia. It's amazing. Wikipedia is great. I have strongly considered creating either like a YouTube channel or podcast of just reading things from the Wikipedia Unusual Articles page. Ooh. That would be cool. Are you familiar with do you Unusual come, Articles? Do you want to come and do a, a middle segment with us sometime and do that? That could be fun. I would love to talk about Wikipedia Unusual Articles. I'm Sweet. not familiar with the Unusual Articles section. What is that? Okay, so the Unusual Articles section of Wikipedia is essentially, uh, it's it's a on Wikipedia, right, you have, mm-hmm. you know, you have your homepage and then you have like individual pages, but you also have category pages, right, which is essentially a, a disambigu- um, disambiguation page for like, here is a list of articles that might fit what you want. Unusual articles is a list of everything that's just kind of weird. And doesn't fit anywhere else. Yeah. So some of it might like technically fit any uh, other places. Uh-huh. But it's just like real weird stuff. I can't think of any amazing examples at the moment, but it is one of my favorite places to go because you can just scroll yeah. anywhere and yeah. click on something and it will be interesting to yeah. read about. It sounds like the sibling of, well, the cousin of WikiWow, the thing we do. We go to WikiHow and find the weirdest articles we can on there and we talk about them. Because like, like usually they're damaging to people yes. to, for them to do them. Like, usually. Like we did with ones like uh my my favorite one we did was uh like how to act like a guy for girls, and that like a lot of outdated information. It also feels like it really perpetuates gender roles. It does. Oh, it does. Um, I I looked up Wikipedia un- unusual articles, and one of the top results I found is uh, which of these typefaces do you think Hitler preferred? Is it because he didn't what? paint any faces in his artwork? No, no, no. Type faces, like fonts. Oh, fun fact! Actually, I have <laughs> I have a great uh, I have a great uh, like side uh, conversation to ha- be had about um, Nazi typefaces. World War One pigeon photography. Oh yeah, that's a great article. Oh my god, <laughs> you've read it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, what were you saying? Nazi typefaces? <laughs> Did you know that the Nazis created a typeface for, like, created, well, they created several typefaces. They created typefaces specifically to look more German. Nationalism. What? Do you want to know what else the Nazis did? They made their own symbol, didn't they? They, um, the Nazis, all right, so there's this thing called the Elder Futhark, um, <laughs> and, and the, this is important. The Elder Futhark is what old Germanic was written in, right? Uh-huh. Uh, well, the Elder Futhark is what old Norse was written in, and potentially some old Germanic. Um, and, and it eventually developed into the Younger Futhark, which is what we know of as Norse, the language. Okay. Um, and also, you know, old Norse to an extent um, was written in. Well, the Nazis took Elder Futhark, which is uh, a very... Old rune system, you know, a precursor to uh, many alphabets. Um, it's not really gen- like actually connected to the alphabet we use, um, but some parts of it are. Anyways, the Nazis took the Elder Futhark and added a character called the Odal. Um, Odal, he who. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they added the Odal to it, uh, and essentially, they just added serifs to another rune. Mm-hmm. Um, serifs, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you know what serifs are? Yeah, they're the like the little like hash marks on a on a letter. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they're a part of a typeface. Yeah. Okay, I knew they were part of a typeface, yeah. but I didn't know what part. Yeah, they're the, the little sticky outy bits. Oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, if you see um, the letter T, if it's a serif font, it'll have two little things hanging down from the ends of the T oh, okay. and two little things at the base of the T. If it's a sans serif font, it'll just be blocky edges or rounded edges. Or I see, I see. Yeah. Yes, those are serifs. Cool, cool, cool. There's a T logo hanging above our heads that has serif font. Yeah, there's also one right there. Oh my goodness, look at Um, that. We're surrounded by serif. And the other T's in the room are sans serif. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Here's your your lesson. (laughs) Okay, okay, German. And and the the Nazis um, corrupted Elder Futhark in this way because they wanted a more German alphabet. And this was like a pet project of the SS. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely wild. Uh, uh, this didn't end up getting used um, because, like, they didn't have enough time for their like German cultural revolution. <laughs> uh, but like many other uh, Nazi projects, it completely failed um, because, <laughs> spoiler alert, the Nazis are bad. Yeah. What? And yeah. by extension, they're bad at things. <laughs> so yeah, they they tried to like create, well, not create. They tried to like corrupt a different alphabet and just added a rune to it and like associated the runes with like different sounds and it, it was wild. Okay then. Yeah. Well, n- the more you know. So what I'm hearing is we are going to have a new middle segment coming up called uh, Wikipedia Unusual Articles with Algae. I, I, I will talk about things. Yes, <laughs> we know that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and every time he appears, we'll have a bonus episode for the extended <laughs> version. We'll, we'll make, yeah, we'll, yeah, the, this is the allergy cut. It'd be straight, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. I, I, I have some knowledge about many things. You sound like my orchestra director. I think I know uh, exactly who that is because uh, your orchestra director was my band director. Probably, yeah. 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 Well, director of music, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I the I think the only thing he doesn't direct is the uh, choir is a different teacher. He also does not direct the jazz band. Oh, I did not know that. Cool. I do know that because I've been in both of the jazz bands. Sweet. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. What instrument you play? Um, I play several instruments, but in the jazz band I play the trumpet. Okay. Uh, in the concert band I played the French horn. Oh, fun. In the choir I play the vocal chords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in my free time, I play the bass. Not well. You're play you, it. How close are you being Mungo Jerry? Mungo Jerry didn't play the bass. Oh, you were, you've talked about being a Mungo Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mungo Jerry, uh, for those of you who do not know who Mungo Jerry is. In the summertime. Ah, like me. Yeah. Uh, you know the song, In the Summertime? I do not know that song. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, okay. the like the like backing uh, groove yeah. is like a, a washboard like Okay. Yeah, anyways. Mungo Jerry um the the, the cover of this album big old afro, <laughs> massive sideburns and just the just a big old grin. Just a nice Okay. <laughs> I realize uh I am on a podcast again, so it's been a while. I can't do visual gags. Oh, yeah. They don't we can laugh at them, Just though. a nice... Yeah, just a nice... 
<laughs> For the listeners at home, uh, that was a smile. <laughs> the nice is a smile. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you for that. You kind of slipped um, almost ASMR when you said that. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. You, got, you got close, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Not quite as quiet. No. No. Or quite as close. So, <laughs> um, for my podcast, which uh, no longer airs, we haven't made an episode in like two years. But is it still online? It is still oh, online, cool. yeah. Yeah, you can find it. Um, we recorded our own like intro. Yeah. Um, I at one point in time I tried to write like an intro jingle. Turns out I'm really bad at writing jingles. Oh no! So we didn't use that one. Uh, but we recorded our own jingle for the start, uh, and then we you know would fade the. Or we didn't record the jingle. We recorded a, a bumper, mm-hmm. and we played a, this like royalty free music jingle at the beginning, and then faded it back in at the end, and then before and after that were the university bumpers. So we essentially had like two bumpers in each <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just have our really, really cool intro sequence. Uh-huh. It's so cool. That's voiced by Lee. <laughs> nice, nice. You should play the intro sequence in like the middle of this. So <laughs> I'm, I could, but I'm also, it's yeah. on my computer, so I think I'd have to stop. Yeah, recording. No, play. Just, no, 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 no. Play it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. play it on your phone into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure the sound quality will be really, really. It's gonna transfer really well. Oh, I also, I also need to leave here soon. Yeah, uh, you have a class at three. I do have a class at three. Yeah. Uh, we're not like officially meeting though, so I can be a little late. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, that's in the middle. No, 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 no. Anyone that's not started. Okay. Captain's log, date unknown. Our crew has been lost beyond the Milky Way for several days now. Our food and fuel are running low. Situation is dire, but the crew's determination remains high. First Officer Robin is confident that our name is within reach. I will provide another update when we know more. End transmission. I'm. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's our uh, royalty-free music. <laughs> that's actually that's really really cool. Yeah, I really like that bumper. We, we, we have a theme uh, wanna, every season. Yeah, you want to hear the season one one? Oh, the yeah. season one one's a little bit more cringy, I think. Ah, no, no, no! You're just saying that because you voice it. <laughs> <laughs> just say, see, the sound quality isn't that bad, it right? It's actually really good through them. <laughs> Two adventurers went on a quest to find the greatest words ever uttered. They searched for years, and eventually they found the perfect podcast name. It's time to show the world. Hello, and welcome to... Uh, do you remember? I thought you wrote it down. Welcome to... We forgot the name. But trust us, it was a great name. Have you listened to the song Tribute by Tenacious D? No, I have not. I have not either. That is insane to me. Okay, so the song Tribute by Tenacious D is all about uh, the band members of Tenacious D singing a tribute to the greatest song ever written. Oh. Okay. It 
And, and the whole like joke of it is that like you know it, they were confronted by a demon, and uh, the demon told them, "Play the greatest song ever written, or I shall take your soul." And then they proceeded to play the greatest song ever written. Okay. This song, however, tribute is not the greatest song ever written, nor does it sound anything like the greatest song ever written. <laughs> It's just a tribute to the greatest song ever written because they forgot the greatest song ever written. This sounds like our podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, if you, if you didn't know, uh, we mentioned Robin in the intro. Robin's our mascot. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah we, have, we have a teddy bear. He's, oh, just a His name's Robin Moonshine Redacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, Good old Redacted. You love... I'm a big fan of redacting things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Robin. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He comes in sometimes and joins us. Yeah. Uh, that's sometimes awesome. we dress him up in costume for uh, different episodes. Which I still maintain mm-hmm. there are worse things that college students do. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I also like that you actually have like uh, a thumbnail. For your podcast, <laughs> um, we just used the exact same thumbnail that I designed in like 20 minutes in Photoshop. Yeah, um, we used that for everything. Oh, no, so, it wasn't Photoshop, I made that in MS Paint. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, the first one I showed you is for like every episode in season two, and mm-hmm. then we have like two episodes that he's dressed differently just for fun like one of them was a bonus right uh season one we had the really cringy one that i designed on anchor (laughs) so it's literally just a question mark with the words we forgot the name that's groovy (laughs) it's still it's it is much better than um the logo for my old podcast which was a black background the letter p and the number three wow (laughs) what was the podcast called Player three. <laughs> um, that joke was originally a lot funnier when it was just two people on the podcast. Oh my gosh, that's, that's even better. And so player three was supposed to be the audience. Um, and, oh, that's and that was smart. Yeah. And that was, that was when it was just um, me and my freshman year roommate doing the podcast. Then um, we got, uh, or no, that was when it was me and one of my classmates doing the podcast. Then we got my freshman year roommate to join as well. And then player three was just our third co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience was player four. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't change the name of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we also, like, we do, we had our two bumpers, right? University yeah. bumper, yeah. our bumper. And then I would do a really loud intro. Yeah. And by really loud, I mean enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And then we would have our outro at the end, followed by, like, an outro bumper Oh, you! F- yeah, no, it's a really bad logo. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. I am kind of surprised you found it. I'm following it. <laughs> oh, well, you're not going to find much. Yeah, no, player three, uh, like you can find it. Yeah. But the logo is, is really bad. I made the, 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 the P and the three yeah. out of like little hemispheres because I'm like, oh, that'll be quirky. Yeah, it is quirky. You know, you it's got, certainly quirky. Yeah, you got some quirks. Yeah. Yeah, no, but you can like... We we did two seasons. Hey, we're in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll get six seasons in a movie. Ooh. Ooh, a movie would be interesting. I'm not sure how they do it. Well, yeah, because you you two are anonymous. Mostly. Yeah. Well, semi-anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. 
You you, uh, you have pseudonyms. We do. Yeah. yeah. I have a pseudonym. Yeah, you do. No thought given to this pseudonym, by the way. <laughs> Entirely coincidental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Algae. Yeah. <laughs> I could have put a lot more thought into that pseudonym, but I walked in, did not know that I needed to have a pseudonym prepared. I mean, we had a guest who knew he needed to have a pseudonym prepared and was like, salad. Oh, okay. Special guest salad. So it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> if I think of if I think of a pseudonym before you're you're done editing this, I'll just uh, record me saying it a few different ways and send it to you, so you can just dub it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just dub it in anytime anyone says my name, and it'll just be like right now. Like yes, mm-hmm. and also whenever I say algae, we just say your name. Like we have your voice yeah, over it. That's the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the idea. Also, right now when he's explaining this, you just have that a bunch of times in the background. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. If if it does, if it does work that way, yeah. yeah. It, it has to work that way. Now you have to think uh, of well, it. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. My real name, not algae, will be. All right, and there's a nice pause there in case it's long. Okay. Good. I have no idea what it will be. I can always make the pause longer. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can always just, you know, you cut, extend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a master of editing. Uh, do you use... Um, I use Audition. Do you, you use Audition? Yeah. Okay. yeah. See, Leaf knows, Leaf knows a lot more than I do, mm-hmm. but I have the best jump cuts. I took a class to learn how to do it. I, I think I know what class you're talking about because... I used to be your major. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I believe I've taken that class. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you have questions for the Qua, a piece of weird and or nerdy news you'd like us to discuss, or any information about our podcast name, feel free to email us at wftnpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at we forgot the username. And you can bug me on Twitter at crazy underscore book nerd. Please come back. And remember, it is a podcast. And this was our special bonus episode with our special guest, Algie. That's me. Uh, that's perfect. We don't need to do anything else. You just did the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the outro. <laughs>